that. The magic. Yeah, the magic of Steve Jobs right there. What that is. Yeah, he's making all of this happen. He really. From a grave. I mean, what are the chances that guy's still alive? Pretty good. I, would say. <laughs> I just, I just feel like of all the guys to fake their own deaths, he's one. Right? I mean, he's, he has all, all the resources, yeah. all the tech, all yeah. the money. You know. Yeah, and he never seemed like he was real comfortable in in the way he was living and and you yeah. know. He's uh, like, talking to people. I don't know. But he was strutting around on stage and, and yeah. seemed to enjoy that. But yeah. he was talking about his, his business. In his black turtleneck. He did look really bad at the end. He did, but that could be makeup. Like CGI. No doubt. But, but uh, it could be CGI. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyway, enough of that. All it's, right. It's super local number two. It is. We live another week. That's right. Yeah. Every, every week that we continue, I'll, I won't shave my mustache. It's... um. It's November, but it's not. It is. This is my fuck it stash. Did I tell you about that? No. Yeah. A friend, actually, a friend of mine, it was inherited from a friend of mine who's going through a tough patch in his business. Okay. And I saw him a couple weeks ago, and he'd shaved his beard down to his fuck it stash. He's like, why not at this point? Like, I got nothing to lose. And so, you know, actually, yeah. the snow was melting, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, fuck it. And you know what? And I shaved it, and now I have the mustache, and it started snowing again. So, um, got it right. It looks good on you. Oh, thank you. I'm almost there for mustache for a day. Mm. Because in the spring, you know, I got the big gray and black beard right now. You know, Ooh, it, looks, yeah. it, looks, it looks good, though. Thanks, man. Yeah. And then in the spring, uh, when I shave it for the summer, I always leave the mustache for a day. One day. And then who shuts that? Why a day? Um, it's, it scares a lot of people. Yes. Um, your your ch- small children? No. no. Well, it did originally. They were like, we really don't like this at all. <laughs> no. And my yeah. wife really doesn't like it at all. But, and, uh, but now one of them likes it because he thinks it's weird. Yeah, yeah. weird is good. Yeah, That's he's good. getting older. I like that. So anyway, for a day. <laughs> Mustache for a day. It's a commitment. It is. So uh, it's a weird week out here, right? I mean, it was like almost 70 on Wednesday. Was that last Wednesday? Yeah. It was amazing, though, wasn't it? Sunny and 65 and yeah. semi-glorious. They always feel good. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But it's just like, it's some sort of weird borrowed time feeling, or like, you're really yeah. enjoying driving this car, but it's not yours. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Exactly. That was like, when I first moved here, uh, John Jameson was telling me about the strategy for planning February break versus April break with the families. Okay. And he's like, you know, for February break, you, you can't go any place too warm. Because when you come back, there's like nine more weeks in winter. It's painful. And you can't, and it's hard to like flip your switch back. April, you can go someplace warm because we're practically there, you know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, and everybody around here, they, they want to ski and do all the stuff. They do. The winter stuff. They do still. It's I mean, the only reason that a lot of people live around here is because of all that stuff. It, you know, it's funny. I, I, increasingly, I wonder about that. You know, I was, I was, uh, I was in a coffee shop, I was in the sweet spot, like, Thursday or Friday or maybe both. The sweet spot right below <laughs> our studio I here in downtown. Uh, we're not in Iowasville. We're in downtown Waitsville. For in ever-happening Waitsville Village. Like it's, yeah. It's, con- it's non-stop excitement. The, yeah. se- the valley's center of excitement. Nope. Um, and uh, and then it just was really interesting in there because there were guys in there talking about, ah, oh, you know, it's never going to snow again. Sell your places. Let's get out of here. And meanwhile, the parking lot was full of people coming in, excited, what is this place? I love it here. You right. know, what do you, you know, do you work here? I mean, it's just amazing. The sweet spot is, uh, they should, they should sell real estate in that place. Cause Johnny's in there meeting people all day long. 
They should sell all manner of things in there. Oh my god. Yeah. Incredible. Totally incredible. Um so what'd you do when it got warm? I just kept on going. It was just work. Yeah. You know? Uh you know, other than than you know, taking the dogs out, it was really nice. Yeah. But it feels feels bad, man. It's like and then like today it got back to reality. Yeah. And it's snow. Yeah, and it's snowing a little bit and you're like, okay. Because you get these like terrible, probably because I've seen too many movies about uh, environmental collapse. <laughs> yeah, you feel that guilty. you're just like, oh, I really want to try and avoid this for a while. You know, it's all right. I mean, I think you know, it's the emotional roller coaster of the New England winter has always been the case, at least as, as since I've been coming to New England. Yeah, and uh, I don't think that's changing. It just seems like other places in the country and the world now have their own emotional roller coasters. But you know, so after last week's episode. <coughs> on Tuesday, when it was almost 70, I went for a run. Yeah. And I did the five-mile loop from our house, you know, mm-hmm. ran down to the village, through the covered bridge, mm-hmm. up past Spring Hill School, through the... Comp- lovely. It's a great run. Yeah. You know, a good slow run. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the snow has been receding. And when the snow recedes on those runs, you start to see stuff, right? You start to see the occasional <laughs> beer cans, right? Sure. And so I was thinking, oh, you know, we did our top five beers... And then I was like, I wonder if I could do the top five beers I saw in the ditch during my five mile run. Okay. You know, because uh-huh. you make some assumptions, right? Like you're going to make some, like, what would you, you know? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm, it's so much tamer around here. Yeah. I used to live in Portland, Maine, where, you know, they get probably as much snow, if not more. Yeah. Uh, and springtime, when the snow melted out, it was just, you know you'd find children that people lost, you know, the year before, and bicycles, and television sets, and all kinds of really disgusting other things. Um, So around here, it's probably tamer, but still, there's stuff to be found. There's stuff to be found, and so, you know, on this run, it was really interesting, because I'm, you know, miles away from my house, and, you know, the mean streets of Waitsfield, (laughs) right? Yeah. Running past all these, you know, $500,000 $500,000 house. You were, you were out back of the OTB. Yeah. Under, on, yeah. yeah downtown and, uh, but I was seeing some beer cans and, you know, and, and you make the assumption like, Oh, there's another bud tall boy. Oh, yeah. uh, there's a monster energy drink. And then I got higher up towards where the nicer houses are. Yeah. Oh, there's a sip of sunshine. <laughs> oh, there's a heady topper. That is different about the litter around our, yeah. our little resort town. I thought that was kind of interesting. And then get this. So this is the mystery, uh, then as I'm coming up towards my house, yeah. you know, going past the polo field and yeah. this lovely stretch on Old County Road, mm-hmm. and I saw a little uh, Smirnoff uh, mini, right? Like the little one, like an airplane bottle. Airline bottle, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. I'm not picking anything up at this point. And I got like another 30 yards, and I looked over, and there's another one. And I got like another 30 yards, and basically every 30 yards up to my house, there was a Smirnoff bottle in the ditch. <laughs> so that is the mystery. What is going on? Somebody's clearly. I immediately have this image in my head of where did all your airline minis go? Right? <laughs> That's the first thing. Can you buy those by the case? I, can you buy a case of airline minis? I, I don't know. airline bottles? I think you can only get them at my house. No, here's the image I have in my head of somebody walking to your house and they have like this big fur coat on. <laughs> yeah. Right? And they're like 68, you know. Uh, and they're just, you know, it's really cold. Russian. And they're maybe they're walking. Russian. Yeah. And they're walking the yeah. dog and just 
Throw it in the woods. <laughs> Throw it in the woods. Whether that's true or not, and I, I, I don't really know if that's a, a, a good answer. That's the image I have in my head. That's, I love that image. The image I had was... Maybe a cigar. Yeah, it could be a cigar. Yeah. I like your image. Okay, that's... But it's a mystery. So, so I have, <laughs> just so you know, I picked up the bottles, mm-hmm. and now we're back to sort of a baseline of zero. Okay. So now that if more come, I can start identifying what's going on. Is it also perhaps the, the, the breadcrumbs? When they're leading me to some martini bar, <laughs> <laughs> like if I just keep falling into the woods, yeah. well, that would be great. The Russians, did, the did, Russians have really taken this to a new level. Of did meddling. you start at the liquor store in Mahirons on the run? No, no, but maybe I should. Yeah, that's what they're trying to tell me. Yeah, with Sheldon, get he'll he'll tag me in. This is Sheldon's uh, second appearance in our conversation because we have to get him on to the golf show, which will be coming oh. up in a month or so. I yeah, oh, maybe less. Maybe yeah. less. Maybe yeah. less. But we got a lot, a lot of shows. So we've got a lot of stuff to talk about today. A couple minutes, we're going to have uh, uh, an America East playoff preview with uh, Emmerich, yes. my, my buddy who plays in the UVM pep band, who's had great seats for every game this year. Yes. And he's going to uh, he's gonna dial us in on what to look for for UVM in the tournament this year. Because they are going again. I hope they're going. Right. Um, right. But they, I have no... I've followed UVM uh, in past years. Yeah. This year, I, I, I've kind of fallen off the track, so it'll be exciting to know what's going on. However, we're all we're all basketball in our house, and we're looking forward to... Oh, it's going to be great. We went to an NBA game this week. I saw that. How was that? It was great. And that was the Celtics and the... The Memphis Grizzlies. Who are tanking. Yeah. On purpose. Embrace the tank. Yes. They are tanking in order to get a better draft pick. Yeah. And it was obvious during the game. Yeah. They lost their star point guard for the year. The year's not going well. Yeah. And they're trying to move up in the world. Did you have good seats? We were in the balcony and it was totally fine. Yeah. You could see everything there. It's amazing, isn't it, to go to an NBA game and see how big those guys are and how hard they run into each other. It's, it's like watching a football game. Yeah. Yeah. It's intense. It's, uh, we, I, saw, we saw Mark Gasol uh, warming up. Oh, really? And he's a massive he's dude. A huge man. Like, they're all kind of, you know. They're all. They make me look like a puny, like puny point guard. It's remarkable. They do. They do. It's true. Yeah. And very pale. <laughs> they are too, though, man. You know, they're in hotels or buses yeah. or, or. They are. This time of year, they're those on the guys, court. Those guys play a lot of games. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But anyway, this is uh, that's cool that um, we're going to talk to this guy about. Uh, yeah. And so Emmerich's coming on a little bit later, and then we have some we have some old business to pick up on, right? Yeah, let's uh, let's uh, yeah, let's get to the old business. I wanted to I want to put this in the show because we should. All right. I listened to it. I don't know if you're supposed to listen to yourself in a podcast, but I did, and I loved the podcast. It was great. <laughs> we did such a nice job, and we really got to a lot of different things. Yeah. The old business thing that, that I wanted to bring up was a. We did our top five. The first annual uh, top five uh, super local yes. beer list yes. within the last 48 hours. Within the last 48 hours, yeah. I don't think this is in my top five, but I had to throw out something to Cousins Brewing here in Waitsfield. Mm-hmm. Right down at Local Folk Smokehouse, corner of Route 17 and Route 100 in Waitsfield. Johnny, the owner, has been... It's like two years. This is monumental task for him to get his brewery up and running. And, he and did it's it. up and running, yeah. So Cousins Brewing, I had to... I was like, ah, cheers. I forgot to talk about that. Maybe we get some t-shirts or something. Right. Yeah. yeah. My last little bit of um, uh, old business. 
was it wasn't until I listened to the playback that I heard the dig you tried to make about the Patriots. And I'm sitting right here when you made it, but I was obviously thinking, trying to think of the next awesome thing I was going to say. I wasn't listening right. to Right. So I did a bad job. It wasn't that. really that hidden, as I recall. No, I just totally went right by it. So I, I did catch on to that. that. It was something uh, about... The New England Patriots have five Super Bowls. You live here in New England. You should probably jump to our side and abandon your former life. Because <laughs> you should be a New England Patriot fan now. I, I appreciate that, but you realize, <laughs> I, you realize, I mean, it's all over. The whole Patriots thing, it's like grinding to a halt. The the, the division and the... I don't the, think when they lost to the Giants twice, it ground to a halt. No, but it's now it's now it's the whole ego thing. The ESPN story that, that dropped, it's all true. About um, the battle Robert Kraft having a baby? No, no, that, that's a great story. <laughs> it's a great story. That he's proud that his girlfriend is having a baby, but it's not his. Yeah. I thought that was, well, I mean, way to man up. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's probably beyond the, the whole ego dating thing and jealousy thing. He's care. like, yeah. No, the, the thing I heard uh, today uh, on some other on another podcast yeah. was basically talking about Belichick and how he's 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 gotten too rigid as he's gotten older. And he's he had said in an interview that he doesn't he no longer wants to coach players that he doesn't like, which I think is an interesting development. Um, right, because he doesn't want to hang out with people he doesn't like. Which I I get that. Yeah. You know. But yeah. I also feel like a younger Belichick was like, but he's going to help me win, and I'm going to make it work. Right. Right. You know, and may, I just wonder if there's perhaps who, who are the top Who are the top three Patriots that he didn't like that were awesome? Well, all of them are playing for Cleveland now. That's true. It's <laughs> the ones he got rid of. Yeah, like the ones he doesn't like, he moves them on. You know, and, and it's fine. You know, and trust me. Like if, if somebody... Richard Seymour, lawyer Malloy, uh, Chandler Jones, all these guys, oh. and you know, and you know, Randy Moss moved on when his time was up. But but you know, Belichick. I'm, I have nothing but respect for Bill Belichick. The guy is superhuman coach of all time. Yeah. Like, there's no. I have no. There's no. I have no argument there no. whatsoever. No, and anything uh, could happen from here on out, and yeah. it'd be like, "Oh, dude, was great." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's been a hell of a run. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's been a remarkable run, and uh, you know, it, it's just amazing. Like you went to see a Celtics game, and they're they're the third most popular team in Boston. Right. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's and they're weird. good. Yeah, they're good. They're gonna have a. They're gonna be in the playoffs. They're gonna. I was hearing they they might play the 76ers in the first round of playoffs, which could be great. That would be a great, a great series. Series, you know. I don't look forward to that as no, a Celtics fan. I, I believe that. I don't think you want to. You want Indiana. That's who you want if you're a Celtics. I think fan. you want Memphis. Is really the ideal. That's your ideal situation. That would be ideal, but they're tanking it. All right. So here's my my, uh, my old business. So we sent out the podcast to a couple friends. Yeah. And I sent one to my friend Mike in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has this comment. He sent back some uh, in-depth feedback, which was great. Uh, with uh, pie charts and graphs. And um, he he said, one of the things he said was, a lot of inside Vermont humor references I didn't get, but knew I didn't get. That could be opportunities for stories in the future, such as standing in line for beer, not sure what that's about, but it could be cool to interview people standing in line for beer. I just think it's really interesting like that people, I sort of assume people get what the stand in line Vermont beer thing is, but clearly they don't. No. 
I mean, obviously, we went on and on about it. I think we were talking about, like, you know, Tuesday mornings at Village Grocery right across the street in, in beautiful downtown Lansfield. Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. You know, so, I mean, the stand-in-line Vermont thing. Yeah, explain is, what it is. I mean, there, you know, when Hetty Topper was, was becoming such a sensation, they only distributed their beer within a 40-mile radius of Waterbury. Right. Uh, when Sean Lawson was getting Sippin' Sunshine up and running, he's, like, brewing in his garage. And so he's only making you know, a few dozen cases a week, but right. every week. Yeah. And so once they're sold out, they're sold out. And so you would go to the Warren store or the village grocer and there would be a sign limiting the amount of beer that you could buy, whether it was two four packs or, you know, two pints or whatever it is. And there would be a line of people waiting for the beer to be delivered. Yeah. Um, and it's funny. I wonder if maybe the stand in line thing has gone away because it's I, we still have a line at the VG on Tuesday mornings for the Hetty Topper and the Sip of Sunshine. Right. But I feel like there are now so many Vermont beers that are excellent that maybe the standing line thing is... All the new neighbors came in. <laughs> destroyed the Wild West of the right. craft beer revolution. But I think yeah. it's still happening up at Hill Farmstead, as I understand. We have to get Chuck on. He can tell us about standing in line for beer. Well, talking about old business, Chuck um, said that it was only once. You know, and I think we made some sort of allusion to that. that that's job. all he does? That, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. that's all he does is wait in line for beer. But no, he said it's only once, and it was because he was there. And what are you going to do? Are you going to drive away? He yeah. was at Hill Farmstead, and he had to... That's a great question. I don't know. You can't drive away. No, you have to. If you're at the brewery and you want to pick up beer, yeah, yeah. you you got you to gotta wait it out. I mean, it's remarkable. So people, you know, Hill Farmstead, up in, you know, the... The Northeast Kingdom in Vermont, you know, middle of nowhere. Yeah. They now, there's apparently like a new performing arts center that's very near there. I mean, they have basically, because that brewery is there, they've recrafted that landscape. And it's now become a draw, this whole idea of beer tourism, which is another guest we're going to get on here, Josh Schwartz, uh, to talk about beer tourism. Because he's actually been doing some measurements about the economic impact of beer tourism, which I thought would be oh, yeah. super interesting. Plus, he has yep. He probably has a beer fridge to rival Chuck's. I know he does. And maybe he brings something to the studio. Yeah. That would always be yeah. lovely. Well, we can, we can always ask. Sure. We can always ask. Um, all right. So maybe it's time to get Emmerich on the phone. Yes. See what he has to say. And uh, Our first interview. Yeah. It's, uh, it's very exciting to get the technology dialed and, and have our first interview. And, uh, and it's going to be a good one. We've got a, uh, a guy with uh, front row seats for every UVM basketball game, Emmerich Rochford. Uh, uh, the guy in the band, uh, the kid in the band, the man in the band, just turned 21. He's got a great outside jump shot, silky smooth dribble, plays a saxophone, and he's on the phone with us right now. So, uh, Emmerich, where are you? Not, not a ton of people around me, but you never know. That's all right. Hopefully That's nothing right. really what's, happens. What's going on at UVM today? Um, um, you know, it's just the there's a lot of the, I don't know if you've heard about all these protests going on. That's the main subject of drama um but everyone's wrapping up exams um and going to spring break so well we wanted to talk uh, we wanted to talk about basketball but what are the protests oh oh well um there's just a lot of these students um protesting in the uh like the president's office building because they think there's uh institutionalized racism going on and that it's just been uh propagated over the years and never been dealt with um, and so they've been sitting in the building and just, you know, making sure their voice is heard. And it's going, you know, it, there's definitely change happening, but um, 
It's a lot. There was there was actually on the on the subject of basketball. Uh, there there was a so we had the quarterfinal game yesterday, and there were going to be protests at the game, but it didn't look like anything actually happened. So, gotcha. um, but there was a lot of uh, precautionary measures put uh, put forth beforehand so that um, the the uh, protests, you know, they were allowed to speak, but it wasn't really that we wanted to have them be heard. Um, Interesting. So we tried to have as little empty noise as possible. <laughs> yeah. I um, wonder if these are the same folks I heard about. Um, uh, they're blocking traffic like a week ago or something like that. Same group? Yeah, it's, it's, the, it's the same group, yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're just... Um, it's it's led by it's just it's student led it's student led yeah. um, and then there's a few faculty members involved. Um, there's one uh, there's a I think there's a teacher that's going on um, a hunger strike. I don't know if he still is, but he was going on a hunger strike until changes were made. Wow. Yeah, they initially yeah they initially called for the resignation of the president Tom Sullivan, the provost and uh, the vice provost of the university. Um, but they've changed their um, agenda since then. Because they realized that that was an unrealistic goal. Um, wow. that's a so, lot of that's pretty heady stuff going on up there, man. Yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a long week with all that going on. Um, I'm sure, but it seems to have died down a little bit. The emails that we get um, are few and farther between now than they were at the beginning. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, let's let's talk basketball a little bit. So, how many games have you been to this year? I've been to. Every home game, um, I think. I don't think I've missed um, a game. And I've watched most of the away games. So I think I could uh, I could say that I've been to – I haven't, I haven't been to all of them, obviously, but um, I've seen almost all of their games. That, um, and so I think I've, I think I've physically been to 12 or 13. And this uh, – um, how, how many years have you been uh, sitting there watching them play? Um, this is my third year. Yeah. Um, cause I'm in the band. So it's my third year in the band. Um, and they've definitely over these three years have really grown into a much different team than when I first got here and they're much better than they were. And it's, it's, it's an impressive, it's, it's impressive. And it's a little bit, you know, the, the mentality of everyone at the games is a lot different than when I first got here because, you know, freshman year, you just wanted them to win. You didn't know if they were going to win, but you wanted them to win and they got, they, you know they were they were pretty good by the end of the season. They made the championship game and blew a fifteen point lead in the last like seven minutes to lose it. So that was that was a bummer. But after that, they kind of um, that was when they started their their really their rise to the top of the conference. Right. Um, and because after that game, they hadn't lost a conference. They went on like a thirty two game conference winning streak. Yeah, um, I just saw that. They, so, I just saw that they just won. What their ninety seventh game or something like that in the last four years, is that right? Yeah, the, the yeah the senior class that just is, is going to graduate this year. They're the winningest senior class in uh, UVM men's basketball history because they just are unstoppable these past few years. Well, it's interesting. Or they have been unstoppable. So I don't know if you and I, I don't know if I went to a game with you when you were quite a bit younger, but you know, the first UVM basketball game I went to was probably seven or eight years ago, maybe longer, and. And they were good, but they just had a couple guys that would jack the three, and and if the threes went in, yeah. they would win. But there was really nothing else other than that. Um, that's yeah. not the case yeah. anymore, right? No, it's. I mean, they. I mean, like fifteen years ago, like I think two thousand three, two thousand four, two thousand five, when they went back to back to back championships, they were 
they were really good then, but their game, their gameplay has changed a lot because they've, they've got a very deep roster. Um, and that's kind of why, uh, they've been winning all these games is because they, they're, they're, they're great players. They're all great players, but they, they get to the second half and they're not tired because they, they play, they play usually a 10 man rotation, sometimes more than that. And you have to guard every single player that they play because all of them can have a, they can go off any night. And so, you know, they play these other conference teams. Like when we played Maine last night, um, Maine was, they had some good players, but they, they got in foul trouble and they don't have, they weren't, didn't have a deep roster to compete with us by the end of the game. And so it was a close first half. They Maine had a lead for most of the first half. And then we pulled a five point lead by the end of the half. And then it got up. And then the second half, we came out just firing and got up by 17 at one point. And, and then we just ran them out the gym and, so they, they, they've changed their game to, I mean, they, they do still shoot a lot of threes. They have some good three point shooters and Ernie Duncan and Everett Duncan and Cam Ward, but they, they've really adapted to just being able to play you for 48 minutes and you have to play your best basketball for 48 minutes if you want to, if you want to beat them. Cause they got a, sounds like they've got a deep bench this year and they could put anybody out there and run with anybody. Oh yeah, they they yeah they have an incredibly deep bench. You, you, yeah, it's 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 impressive, and the you know they they're graduating a bunch of seniors this year. I think there are six, but um, it doesn't look like it's going to be a too much of a worry next year because most of their starters um are remaining with the team for next year. So all right, so should be it should be a good. All right, so two yeah, qu- go ahead. two questions. One. What are the top three songs that your band plays during the basketball games? <laughs> um, well, we uh, one of the, the main requests from the theme song, and so we play that a lot. The, and then the uh, what theme song? What theme song? The theme song to Game of Thrones. <laughs> um, oh my god! The, uh, okay, I get. I totally get. Yeah, that. and then we. Yeah, they. I don't know. They they really like it, and so we play that. That's a good one. Um, I think we play "Power" by Kanye West. That's how we start off every game. Kanye's um, in. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a, you know to get the fans in. We play that, and then um, I think you know there are some other songs we play. Uh, I'm trying to think, we play Mustang Sally a lot. That's a, it's called the game also. That's awesome. Uh, we you know the the crowd at the crowd at men's basketball games is um uh it's not as young as some other um basketball uh fans around the country. Um some refer to the gym as uh the Patrick Gym uh retirement center. <laughs> you look around and there's a lot of there are a lot of old people. So and you, by old you mean like my age or, or older? No, no, above above your age. Oh, that's above nice. Of you. I appreciate yeah. that, Emmerich. So, um, <laughs> all right. So here's so here's my here's my other question. So, UVM's roster is is not big, right? The tallest guy's like six nine. So is this yeah, just is no, this just a factor of sort guy. of the the dominance of the guard? You know, the NCAA March Madness is all about guard play. Always, always has been. But now the NBA is also about guard play, and and and, and does UVM essentially have like eight guards? It, it, a little bit. Um, they're you know their biggest players are uh, they've got Drew Urquhart and Peyton Henson at six eight, and Anthony Lamb is I think six 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 or six seven, and so they you know they are obviously the, the 
the rebounders they play in the post, but they also play outside. So you have to you have to guard them on the you know on the three point arc, and so it's essentially it looks like you're playing with five guards out there a little bit, or you know three guards and then two uh, small forwards, and so we most most games in the conference there aren't people that are bigger than us. Um, they're about our size. Right. So it kind of just works out. But then last year when we played Purdue, Purdue has two seven footers. And so we 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 were no match I mean we did really well. We lost by ten points in the end. But we we were no match for their you know, their seven foot guys that just kinda could just roll around you and yeah. not even have to try. So Yeah, and that was and you're talking about the Purdue game in the first round of March Madness last year. Yeah, yeah, that game. And yeah. that was and was U- it, yeah. UVM was a thirteen seed, right? Yes, we were we were yeah, thirteen seed. Purdue was a four. It's looking like we're projected to be another thirteen seed this year. Right. Um we were projected we were projected possibly twelve or eleven, but then we lost to Hartford and yeah. That was a, a bad loss and so we you know, we'll be lucky if we get a thirteen. Well maybe we'll be grateful if we get a thirteen. Yeah, you never know. I mean uh-huh. I mean it, it's uh you know, so so with the band, you get to go to that first round game for sure. Yeah, yeah. If we if we if we make the tournament, <laughs> they'll fly us out there, and um, and then we get to hang out and uh, just kill time for a week and until the game starts. And it's a it's a fun trip. Yeah, um, I believe it. You don't really you don't really yeah you don't really see the team much. The team <laughs> does their own thing, and you do your own thing. Yeah, that's and, probably okay. And then you get to the game. Yeah, you know, I don't get the shape that they are in. So, right, exactly. Me to run up and down the court that they like they do. Are you? Uh, so it's fine that I don't have to hang out with them. Exactly. So, uh, so UVM plays Tuesday though, right? In the semis. Yeah, we play Stony Brook, who we uh, played I think about two weeks ago, um, and I think we beat them by uh, ten points or something in yeah. the end. It was a good game. Yeah, um, but we we haven't we haven't lost to them uh, since the championship game my freshman year. Um, so that so, so that's, that's it should be a good game, and that's gonna and, be that's gonna yeah. be in Burlington. That'll be that game. Yeah, yeah, we're the we're the one seed for the rest of the tournament. So great. Um, yeah, so if, if we win that game, the championship game will be Saturday morning um, in Burlington as well, um, which is nice. It's nice not having to get up and go other somewhere else. Yeah, um, and the crowd is the home crowd is really is really appreciated. Um, and will the will the band we, learn yeah. new material for uh, for the upcoming games this week? Um, we've we've put new material in the in the books recently, but we probably won't play anything new, um, just because the you know the stakes are higher. There are more fans, and we don't want to mess up. Um, with <laughs> yeah. you know, with more on the line. Um, if it was a smaller game, we might try something new. Um, I mean, we've always got new songs in the book that we haven't played in a while, and so sometimes those will come out. But so um, it's it's if it's, if it's, if, it's, if, it's, if, it's if we're feeling it and we think we can do it, we'll do it. But most of the time, we just play things that we've been playing all year. Yeah. Um, you know, try and make the team feel really feel like they're uh, still still at home, and they are at home. So. Yeah, that's great. That's, I, I, that's awesome. So, but you, so the band also plays hockey games, and then what else do you guys play? We we play hockey games, um, mostly just men's hockey. Uh, a, a few women's hockey games, if we get requested to play those. 
Um, we played women's basketball games. Um, and then we play a few men's soccer games per year. Um, those are, those are a little bit different because no one really, no one else really in the entire country is playing, has a band playing at their men's <laughs> soccer games. So, yeah, I get that. So, yeah. They, yeah. And it's, so it's, it, it, it it's outdoors because we go, we go to the game and we play for like 15, 20 minutes before the game starts. And then we just sit there for 45 minutes until the first half ends. And then we play for maybe five or 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, during halftime, and then we sit there for another 45 minutes in the cold because it's Vermont and it's fall, so it's got to be at least, you know, 10 degrees. Um, and then uh, we play, at the end of the game, we play school songs and then maybe one other song if we win, and then that's it. And so it's, you know, they're, they're, they're a fun experience for people that haven't played in the band before, but after a few years, they kind of get, get a little old because you don't play that much and it's not, you know, it's not the most fun activity. Yeah, I um, but I I'm, you know, I'm great. You know, I'm grateful that they, they, you know, they, they let me do it. So yeah, it's awesome. Get you know, and it gets you occasional band gigs, which is not too bad, too, right? Yeah, yeah. Keeps it keeps the, it fresh. Uh, all right. So what is your uh, all right? So what is your prediction for UVM? What's their seed going to be heading into March Madness, and who are they going to play in the first round? Um. Oh, oh, you there? Well, seeds are setting five seeds every year. Is hell. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, yep. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Um, no, yeah. I, I mean, ideally, we somehow sneak out a twelve seed, um, but because the you know twelve seeds every year have a good, they have a great chance against five seeds. And then if we won that game, playing a four seed or possibly a thirteen seed would be would be awesome. But right now we're projected thirteen, and looking at the uh, recent projections that we've seen. Uh, we, we're matching up against either uh, West Virginia, Tennessee, or uh, Cincinnati, and like, and those are the projections I think over the past two weeks. I don't want to play West Virginia. Um, I don't think anyone really wants to play West Virginia. Bob Huggins is a great team, and it's just their their defense is unmatchable. And so I think that as as good as we are, I think that they their defense would just shut us down and run us out the gym, yeah. uh, which would be an unfortunate situation, but. I you know I think we I think we make the tournament. I'm an op, I'm optimistic. I think we'll win out the conference tournament and we'll make the tournament. And you know I think if we played Tennessee or Cincinnati, I think we have a really fighting chance. Um, we I mean we played pretty really well last year, and they were they yeah. outsized us. They were you know they had these five star recruits that have just been you know been people have been looking at for years. And so I mean we played Kentucky early on this year, and they were the number five ranked team at that moment they they are no longer the number five ranked team in the country but they were we played kentucky and had a, we had a shot to you know bring the game to overtime or win it right at the end and so we lost by four points yeah that was so, that was I amazing think, you know, that, the, that the, was, the kentucky coach after that game yeah. said like what was his quote that if i'd known vermont was going to be that good i yeah. never would have scheduled that game <laughs> but uh yeah that he was he was very confused he scheduled that game um <laughs> And so I think, you know, I, I, I don't think the, the thing is, I think when we went into the tournament last year, we weren't overlooked, but we were, uh, people hadn't been looking at us. So I guess we were, I guess, overlooked, but so, so people didn't really, you know, they just, uh, this small team from Vermont, who are, who are they, what they were, 
you know, they didn't really know much about us. They didn't really care much about us. But this year, I think, you know, we've been, we've been getting uh, top 25 votes occasionally. Um, yeah. You know, we've been, we had the, at one point we had the nation's longest streak again, um, which we did last year. You know, we have, we've, we had the longest conference winning streak. We, you know, we have these notable things. And so, you know, I think we're on teams radars. And so that might be a little bit worrisome going into the tournament because um, people will know who we are and they might know how to play us. But uh, no, I think, I think that the way we've been playing um, and especially the way we played in the second half yesterday, if we play like that, I think we can, I think we can beat any team we go up against. Especially in the first round. Awesome. Um, do you want to give a long, yeah? Do you want to give a prediction to how far they're going to go this year? I mean, <laughs> I would, I would love, I would love to win two games because that would yeah. be really good school. Right. Um, wait, what? But, wait, what was that again? Yeah. Like, if they win two games, then how much school do you get out of? <laughs> I, I get, I, I get a whole, I get a whole extra week off. Oh wow! Um, yeah, they'll fall us out for the first week. Um, for that alone, we should be playing. And it's looking like we're going to go to Boise because um, mm-hmm. that's where they predict us. That's what they've been predicting us uh, each week. So Boise's Boise is great cool. this time then, of year. Yeah, Boise's cool. I have a buddy, yeah, I have a buddy in Boise. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll hook you up with my buddies in Boise, okay? All right, that's, that's what I need. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so if we... <laughs> no, if then, we uh, my buddies, my play. buddies are all married with with kids, dude. Like, I don't, I don't have any twenty two year old buddies anymore, other than you. Uh, yeah, I, I figured, I, I figured. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think, I think, I think a realistic prediction is that we win one game, and then you know, if we, I mean, if we play, a, a, if the twelve seed, if we're thirteen and the twelve seed sets the five seed, and we play a twelve seed, I think we can beat the twelve seed and win two games. So that's my optimistic. Yeah. Please let this happen so I get a week off of school, um, and maybe go to this. Maybe go somewhere else because the second if we win two games, then they fly somewhere else. If not, the second tournament second tournament location or the Sweet Sixteen is not in the same place as the uh, correct the right. first and second round. Right. So if we're in Boise, we're probably staying out west because it would uh, the NCAA is kind of good about not making you fly all the way across the country multiple times. Um, yeah, the NCAA. And so they're built around, so, they're built know, around taking care of students. Those guys. <laughs> right? Oh, they, they love, they love taking care of students. Yeah. Um, exactly. But especially college basketball students. <laughs> exactly. Um, exactly. And, um, and then, so, you know, that would be, it would be cool to go somewhere else. And so I, I think, I think the, the realistic prediction is we win one game. Um, but my optimistic prediction is we win two, so that I get that extra week off of school, I, I and like that. you know we get the whole national recognition. That's fair. I love it. <coughs> oh, I like that, yeah. Emmerich. All right, that's awesome. Well, uh, so here's the deal: is if uh, if and when you guys go on the road, we're gonna do another interview with you someplace on the road. All right, I can. Yeah, sounds good. I can do that. I can, I'll cover the phone call. All right. Thanks so much. <laughs> All right, Henrik. Thanks so much for your time. Thanks, man. Yeah, no problem, dude. Take care. Have a good day. <coughs> I win. He's a super fan. He did well. He's a super local fan. Anyway. Oh, oh nice, nice touch. See what I did there? Oh, that was good. That was great. But it would be great to get him on uh, from Boise to tell us about what's going on there. That would be hysterical. It sounds like he'll hook us up. That's great. I want to talk to him more about the pep band because um, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I was in the pep band in, in high school. Were you really? I worked my way up freshman year from 
Drums? Like the big drum or like snare drum? Or drum set. Drum set. Yeah. Oh. You, you know, like some, like some ball arena? Yeah, you just, you know, walk it over from the band room across the hall <laughs> into the gym. Yeah. So in high school. No. And what high school is that? Camden Rockport High School. Camden, Camden, Camden Maine. Yeah. The Fighting Yachtsman. Yeah. Oh, God. What was it? It's the Windjammers. Oh, the Windjammers. Yeah. I believe that. Yeah. It's a coastal thing. It's yeah. a sailboat. Um, but I worked my way up from drums to senior year. I was president and conductor of the pep band. Really? Yeah, and we were not doing Kanye. Yeah, Kanye. We did yeah, Game, Game of- from Rocky. We did <laughs> Express Yourself by Madonna. Yeah, I bet you. We did 25 or 6 to 4 by Chicago. I don't even know what that is. I don't even remember what it is now. <laughs> but we also did um, Land of a Thousand Dances. That was always a big hit. Do you have like it's a lot of old? Are your stuff. like high school anxiety dreams that you have as a middle aged man? Are they about band, not being able to find your music and that kind of stuff? No, nope. uh, it's always about that I didn't graduate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that your parents were on the way. <laughs> that's like mine. That's, yeah, that's in that's an annual dream yeah. of I didn't graduate and yeah. and every, every spring. Yeah. yeah, yeah, right. It's brutal, isn't it? It is brutal. I probably used to have the dreams of like being naked at school, you know, and you're walking around and everyone's laughing at you or whatever. Mine are much more stressful about what am I going to do with my life? How am I going to explain to my parents that I'm not graduating? Oh, wait a second. I already graduated 20 years ago. Sure. Wait, maybe I should just get up and go to work. It's like it's like this weird progression as I'm waking up. We should and also should not have a whole dream podcast. <laughs> yeah. So let's yeah. just say that we, we can, won't. You know, you can just like, uh, <laughs> listeners, you can send us your dreams and, and we'll make fun of them. Free? <laughs> yeah. That's, Free that's, analysis. That's totally fair. But no, seriously, I, that was... I, hold on, I was air quoting, you were air quoting yeah. on a podcast and that doesn't work well. But it has been. I mean, it's, uh, it is it is basketball playoff season. I, uh, I'm a huge bandwagon sports fan not that for the teams but for the season i love swooping in for the playoffs in any sport and college basketball is the same way i don't watch college basketball in november i don't watch no. it in december no i start paying attention a little bit in february and then march i love it so it is awesome um uh yeah all and those things we don't watch it up until then, but then when the tournament happens, oh, it's, it's, it's awesome. Oh, the kids are into it. It's it's yeah. everybody's going nuts. The games are like they're never they're blowouts in the first round. Once you get oh. to the second and third, then it's like surprise and tight games, and oh, it's so great. totally exciting. And it's a sprint of a game too. You know, it's two short halves where like you right. can't you right. can't wait. Like you have to make it work. Yeah, you got to right now. Yeah. You got to you got to play with intensity and you got to make the whole thing happen and. It was funny you were mentioning all the, the guard play and, you know, that being the style of basketball du jour. Yeah. The big man's out. We were watching Purdue yesterday yes. with Haas, who's like, he was fighting Rocky Balboa in, in yeah. 1986 or whatever it was. <laughs> so remember the Drago, Drago yeah. from Rocky Four or whatever that was. Just this gigantic yeah. blonde dude at center. Really? It was amazing. Yeah. But it's funny, but like at the NBA level... They all want Steph Curry. Like, that's what everybody's looking for. Right. They're looking for the next Steph Curry, and there's a ton of guards. And, you know, I mean, essentially, the big man is, like, the LeBron. Like, and although there's, right. there's Embiid from Philadelphia, who I think is amazing. He's amazing. That guy is, he's a rock star. Yeah, no, but gone are the days of the, the Tim Duncan, you know? Correct. Yeah. The, the Twin Towers, the Ralph Sampson and... Uh, sure. Whoever the other Twin Tower was. The other guy. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, 
but like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know, yeah. I mean, those that that was a very simplistic way to do it. On the other hand, they didn't have a three-point line, right? And now you've got guys like Steph Curry and you know everybody who's coming after him who can hit a three-point from like the second they cross, you know, mid-court. You know, and I mean, it's ridiculous. Along those lines, we watched Celtics Rockets last night. Yes, and everybody complains about the the Rockets game because why? Uh, because Who's everybody? It's, because it's James Harden and Chris Paul, and they just stand there and shoot threes. Did Chuck complain about it? No, he shouldn't, because he loves to jack the three. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. He he's not afraid to shoot. Uh, he was talking about shooting threes last night. I bet he was. How's this? How's this calling on? Uh, he wasn't wearing a sling last night, so he. Looked, oh, that's good. Yeah, he's he's starting to get out of it. Yeah, he thinks he's going to return in time for the the playoffs in his men's league. <laughs> I love, I, I, I love I, that he's in a men's league that has playoffs. That's just awesome. They have the whole thing. They have refs, and it's a it's a oh, real I deal. I, it's funny. Like it's, I've played with him as well as some of the guys he plays with. Yeah, and they're good. Like they are, mm. they are not messing around. Like they're 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 playing real basketball and. Uh, you know, running hard, running full court. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. So I've never seen him play. And did you talk to Chuck about his beer fridge? Yeah. What I, I guess uh, also with uh, referring to the old business at the top of the show, uh, it seems like people enjoyed the Chuck's beer fridge segment. <laughs> so we're gonna try and make it a weekly segment. And which uh, is funny. Like, what, what do you he, think he they just enjoyed? Came about, over the wire. What do you, I mean? I, I I got actually got a couple comments about Chuck's beer fridge as well. They're like, oh, what. And, and I just, I, I feel like we shouldn't even describe what it looks like because I think people have their own vision of what Chuck's Beer Fridge looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I, maybe some people imagine that it's in the garage and it's like an old antique you know, hand bespoke. Yeah, with the funny handle hipster. that you pull out. and yeah. yeah. That is what it's like, isn't it? I don't know. <laughs> We're not telling. I feel like you got it out of a sharper image catalog, personally. But. Um, we'll get to that. And we'll get to that. Where we'll have a contest of what it looks like. And, and Do you think he bought it or do you think Gina bought it? He bought it. Ah. Yeah. Really? You just, you, that's my guess. That hesitation. That's some serious hesitation there. Well, I was like, no, he bought it. <laughs> I don't know. We'll have to ask. All right. What does he say? What's okay. Well, first of all, I, I asked him, you know, if it's okay if we make it a weekly second segment and then second of all, what's, what's in the fridge yeah. today? And what did he say? Yes. <laughs> so... <laughs> We're good. We're gonna we're gonna try and do this for a little while. Yeah. Uh, he has a bottle of Lawson's Peril. Ooh. Um, I don't even know what that is. Uh, he says you have a photo of that. He, yep. Right, he we, says it's, we can put that on the website. Yeah, we'll put it on the website. Yeah. Uh, he says it's dangerous, uh, and it might be too much of a good thing. A drinkable eleven percent IPA. Daddy likey. Right. I, I need an eleven percent IPA like I need a hole uh, in the head. That's yeah. like, and, and here's the thing: is like so. One of Matt Crawford, who works with me, he brought in the new when it first came out, the new uh, 14th Star B52. Ooh! And he brought it in. He was like, "Oh, it's great. It's a more drinkable tribute." And I was like, "That's the last thing I need. I don't need a more drinkable tribute. Yeah, I need a less drinkable you, tribute. You Something don't need that, any. Yeah, you don't need, need to be more delicious. any of that. Yeah, right? yeah. It's it's pretty awesome. Yeah, um, that's a, such an American thing, isn't it? More drinkable. Yeah, like it's. Even better than the best, or is it? Or do they mean you can have more? Because that might be part of it too. Like you can extend it. Because uh, there is a certain like you know, there's a certain liver lifespan with with the Vermont IPAs. Like you can only really yeah take so many, and then you've got to go home. 
You know, I, I did notice along the, the before we finished the fridge. Yeah. Um, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were doing that game with me with the circle. <laughs> no. My the kids play that game. all the time. Oh, I don't know that game. For for everyone at home, I, Drew was making a little circle with his index finger and his thumb. And it's got me very nervous because my kids play this game where if I do this and you look at it, then they can punch me. Oh, what? Really? You yeah. How to punch you? Yeah, so he just did it. I was like, <laughs> ah! Anyway, so off track. Um, speaking of a... It's a terrible a, game. Yeah, it's terrible. The Liver Lifetime uh, over at, in, what is it, Infinity Sports? Yeah, Infinity Sports, great store. Right next to Mihurons and, yeah. again, beautiful downtown Waitsville. Yeah. Um, they have the Bad Liver Valley shirts. Oh, yeah, do they? <laughs> yes, I've never seen them printed before. But oh, that's hysterical. Yeah. I, I have not seen that either. It's going to uh, make a great Christmas gift. Or, yeah. Or any, you know. It does around. make a great Christmas gift. Bad Liver Valley. Yeah, I just had to mention that. Yeah, because it's great. It seemed fun. Um, anyway, back to the fridge. He was saying that that is a very drinkable 11% IPA, oh, El Jefe Dark IPA. He has Focal Banger in there at the moment. That's his favorite, he says. Is it uh, really? I'm going to go with what he says. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Lost Nation Galaxy IPA. Uh, Galaxy is a hop, he says. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, he's told me that before. Then he's got All Day IPAs, uh, Modelo's. Um, that I left there. And, <laughs> Those are the and Good Tonic Water. And, of course, Wait. Sips and Hetty. Of course. There are okay. always Sips and Hetty in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Gina only drinks the Hetty. That's her thing. That's right. her jam. Right. Which yeah. is great. She uh, likes that. I respect that. Like, uh, that's, a, that's a hugely respectful kind of a thing. And the Modellos have been in there since the Super Bowl, I think. Unless they, it, bought, unless they bought more. I wonder here's if they what I know about Chuck. Um, he likes him, the, the big double IPA. He right? does, yeah. And then switch to like, you know, a, a Miller Lite or a Modelo or a Maybe, Corona or something like that. I, I will say the Modelo, it's funny, like... Uh, I have some friends that I work with, and they they rock the Modelo, and like that's and, but they get them in the cans. Like we don't get the Modelo cans yeah. in the valley, which, and I feel like for my cheap beer, I really like it in a can. Like having it in a bottle is kind of you know lipstick on the pig a little bit. Right. Um, I, I, uh, I like the you know the PBR in a can. The oh yeah, yeah. The Narragansett in a can. The summertime thing. Yeah. The Shandy. Um, have you seen the? Uh, there is a. Uh, what is it? I think it's Citizen Cider. Maybe it's Stowe Cider. They have a gin and juice. They have a cider and yes. gin. Yeah. That that looks like a terrible idea. I mean, it, it may be delicious, but that's just like a headache in a can, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's probably a malt beverage, oh. right? Oh, no, I, I, no, I think it's Bar Hill Gin from, from Vermont mixed with their cider. Which sounds delicious, but I, I guarantee... How do you get away with something like that? With, a great question. I think Vermont's really lax with who makes what and sells what where. I mean, like I mean, it's in a black can. Like, any time you have a beverage with a black can, it is, you know, to be feared. We need to get a representative liquor control on the show so we can ask all these... Sheldon. <laughs> Sheldon. He's working Sheldon. in the Mahirons liquor Pretty store. soon he's going to have a another brown chair right next to me yeah, right on no, the podcast. He's, he's great. But you, we have to explain to him the rules of the podcast, which are none of it's edited. So yeah. He has, to, he has to clamp down. Yeah, this is a first take. Red, redacted. <laughs> it's a first take every time. We just let the tape roll. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But, sure. But um, I think that, uh, I think we've done it again. We've, uh, we've done we've, it again. We've come to the conclusion where we have the, high, the ceremonial high five. High five.
Yeah. Punch me. Uh, what? <laughs> what's everybody looking forward to next week? What are, what are we thinking? What's well, a great question? You know, we have uh, a couple guys on the line who went to uh, the Olympics in South Korea to cover them for a variety of media outlets. Okay. Uh, who've expressed interest in coming on the show and that... uh, talking about their experiences in Korea. And uh, that sounds great. That sounds great. I'll see you then, man. <laughs> 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 wow, that's how we know the show's over. <laughs> <laughs>